Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Built Like This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. We're on episode 291. Shout out to me in this pajama top. Don't be giving a fuck when I come on here, huh? I mean, look, what you see is what you get. Um, I really am loving my hair today. You know, with natural hair, it's good for the first day. Tomorrow morning, we'll see how it looks. We'll see how it looks. We'll see how my hair looks once I take it off the bonnet. Um, but shout out to me. I look great. I feel great. My birthday is coming up. I am an Aquarius baby, as I've mentioned on the last episode. Birthday is on February 5th. And I'm doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm just getting to the money. Everybody, man. Hey, I'll be getting to the money. No, um, I truly don't have anything planned and I'm totally fine with it unless something happens spontaneously and I'll give you an update, but I'm truly fine. I didn't want to do anything like I did two years because last, yeah, last year I didn't do anything still. Um, yeah, I didn't do anything still the year prior. I did do something. I, I went out and had a ball at that. What it was like this like 3D gaming area. It was pretty cool. But yeah, I don't really desire to do much. I think as you get older, I'll be 33, you guys. Yeah, th- I have to think about it. Yeah, 30 the big 33. Um but yeah, I think as you get older, you just realize I don't want to say it's not a big deal. I just feel like it's not as a big deal as it once was. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be here and well, um, despite the life normal things that typically, you know, we all experience the bills, the responsibilities, working, having to work. It's just all. Aside from those things, I am really grateful to be here, to be recording, to be on this podcast with you all. And I'm just happy to still be here. I think I think about a time in my life when I wasn't as grateful or I wasn't as in awe of life as I could have been. So to be here right now and to be just in a good headspace, I am so thankful for. So that's really what I am on right now. I don't need a big shindig or anything like that. Eventually, you know, if I do want to celebrate or do something later on, I can. It's, you know, it's all my choice. But yeah, I'm not, I think as you get older, like I said, I think as you get older, it's just not as a big deal as it once was. Just be grateful you're alive. Be grateful you're well. You have all of your senses uh, you have a roof over your head, you have a job, you, you know, you, you're doing well, um, despite how much you may think you're, how much I sometimes think I'm behind. Cause sometimes I kind of give myself a hard time, but then you sit back and you realize, no, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty fine. I'm doing pretty, pretty well for myself. I'm grateful for life as it is. I'm grateful for the love in my life. I, I'm grateful for, the experiences that I have and what's yet to come. So shout out to everybody. I had fun, but let's get into these topics. <laughs> let's get into these topics. Um, I want to play this clip. I want to play this clip. This clip may be a drop on my podcast moving forward because when I tell you I kikied, <laughs> my God, today it is so hilarious. And let me see if I can find it because I thought I saved it over here. Okay, there we go. Shout out to everybody. I have fun. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Shout out to everybody who has been subscribing as of recently. I am so, look at me. I am at 106 subscribers. No, when I tell you I am at a loss, I know this is like so little in comparison to all of the many other YouTubers out here, but there was a time when I was just at 12 and I was like, well, I'm, I guess it's just going to be me and the 12, <laughs> me and the disciples. <laughs> 
and I was actually kind of fine with it. I just, I think I, at the time I just accepted it as just my fate, but since I decided, I think just last year or um, at least a year and a half ago, I decided to take my YouTube channel seriously. I decided to really put in the energy into making sure the content is how I need it to be, continuously learning and growing and applying different changes. I really put a lot of energy into it and I'm still putting a lot of energy into it. I'm still studying and seeing what is working, what is trending, what's not, and just making adjustments as I go. So I'm just so thankful. Like I've just been in this great gratitude bag, but I'm just so thankful that I'm at 106. And then I think low for myself, but like, <laughs> when I tell you, I just didn't really have much of an energy thinking I would get here. Like I, I'm just super, cause literally that means I went from 12 to 13 to 14 to 15. Like I'm grateful for every single body, <laughs> everybody. So shout out to everybody. I am having fun. I am grateful for the uh, engagement. Just all of y'all are just so great. So shout out to you guys for your support. This is a, a love project, I would say. Something that I started when I felt like I wasn't hearing what I needed to hear out loud. I, I felt like a lot of people weren't talking as much as they needed to. And I needed to be the voice. It's me. You've nominated me. <laughs> anyway, but yes, now we are 106. We're growing, baby. We're growing. Next thing you know, we'll be at 500. Next thing you know, we're at 1,000, then 5,000. Like, we are moving this train along. So, yes, let's get into this. Okay, there is this video that I came across of this show called Baddies East. Now, this show is basically Bad Girls Club 3.0 or just 2024 edition. It's it's now. It's modernized. I was a BGC fan back then. And I had no business being 13, 14 years old watching girls or young women at the time actually fight on TV every week nonstop. But when I tell you I was glued to that oxygen channel, which is no longer. Hilarious to me. Thanks. Who look like you stay? Uh, I'm sorry. You need to know who your real friends are. So tell me. Why you need to know? I know that. I know that. That's why I said just leave me alone. That's why I said just leave me alone. Okay, so I wish I could like pause it. Oh, yeah. Duh. Not me being clear. Okay, let me pause it right there. So Sukiana, I've talked about her before. She's an interesting character. How do I describe her? I mean, she's ratchet as hell. She's ratchet as hell. Uh, ghetto, um, just pussy popping in your face type of girl. She's entertaining. I have yet to watch a full episode of Baddies East. I guess they can't use Bad Girls Club anymore because I that is under a new well that is under a certain name that can't be touched anymore. So a new edition of Bad Girls Club is Baddies East or Baddies West, depending on where they're filming for that season. <laughs> so excuse me. Okay, cool. So Sukiana, she is a rapper, 
a star on the reality show Love and Hip Hop. I think Miami season. And she also is known for her raunchy content. She, I don't think she's necessarily a porn star, but she actually is, she has, she has porn content. She has, let me say corn, sorry, YouTube, who's that bullshit? But she has content, okay? That type of content. And I definitely seen her pussy, Okay. (laughs) I mean, let's just let's just be honest. I gotta I gotta Google and find out. And I Googled and found out. Hello? And I just want to say something about pussies. I just want to say something about vaginas, black vaginas in detail. I want to give an appreciation, a shout out to vaginas that look like mine. Is this too much? Is the mic on? Hello? I appreciate vaginas that are represented accordingly. There is no reason why there's only one aesthetic type of vagina out here. No, I want to see I want to see black bulbas only. <laughs> and so Sugiana represents that. I see me and her in that context. But shout out to her. Anyway, so her, if you just go down Twitter or X, you'll see what I'm talking about. Shout out to her. Um, she's in this clip, so she's a part of the cast for this season at, at least. And so is Mariah Lynn. Mariah Lynn is actually from Love and Hip Hop, I think the New York season. And she has a slot to get the uh oh dun dun. I, I was a hoe and I was feeling it, I was a hoe. I forgot how it started off, but how it starts off, but it's something like that. So she's this white girl who I don't know. She is black identified. (laughs) I don't know how she identifies herself, but she is a white girl who is trying her hardest to be the stereotypical black image that we see on TV that may not always be a valid representation, but there are some examples of black girls who do act as such. So let's just be very honest. You know, people be like, what are we talking about? There are no ghetto black girls or there are no girls who act like that. No black girls who act like, yes, they are. Yes, they are. I grew up with them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I knew them from my middle school years, my elementary school years, my high school years, my college. Yes, they are. But there's a diverse range. You know, not all black girls act a certain way obviously we're not a monolith no one is no group is but to say that there are no ghetto black girls is like girl what are we hello are we not being honest today hello are we not being honest today okay so let's get into this clip now i don't know what the beef is between them again i haven't been watching the show and maybe i'll just tune in just because why not but this is very hilarious to me and I just had to share. So let's continue. Leave me alone. Like this is really some clown shit. I would have never thought that these two girls who kind of had my back in the beginning to now go into this. How you go from helping me get my chain back to beefing with me. Now just look at her. Look at Mariah Lynn. Why do you have that on your head? Hello? And again, make sure you are watching this YouTube video because you don't understand what I'm saying until you're looking at what I'm saying. Ma'am, what is this? There's this YouTuber that I follow. Not I hate follow, that I'm subscribed to. I'm subscribed to her content. I do find her channel or her commentary entertaining. So it is what it is, right? So she posted an image of herself and she said, she's saying happy birthday to herself. And in the photo, you see that she's dressed up. Uh, You clearly see the photo is filtered. In the photo, she's wearing this lace front wig. And the lace is glued, like as it should, because that's what a lace front is. It is glued down her head. So much so that it looks like her head is not even shaped properly. Like it just looks off. And her caption for her photo is 40 wear, 40 wear, as if to say, 
she doesn't look her age or, you know, she doesn't look the typical look of a 40 year old. Can we just stop that? Ma'am, you're 40 because you're 40. What are you expecting a 40 year old to look like? That's number one. And number two, you're wearing a wig. You're wearing a lace front wig that is glued down on your head. I could barely see your forehead. Your, your forehead is gone. It's glued, like it's pressed down against your face, ma'am. And you talking about 40 wear? Your, the photo is filtered. Everything just looks off. And you're clearly not your natural self. So you're making the impression as if you're so young looking or you just could never look like this 40-year-old typical look when you're not even looking like yourself, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, you're not looking like yourself. So all I'm saying is when we get on these social media accounts and we act like we're looking younger than what we are, but we're doing that while we're wearing a head, a head full of hair that's not ours, that's glued onto our head. Like, can I just emphasize that to you guys? It's glued onto your head. You have hair glued onto your, there's glue on the side of your face. Now, I know I'm coming off like I'm shaming those who's wearing lace front wigs, but maybe I Okay, I am. But like it's glued onto your face. <laughs> you're acting like you're so natural in this photo as if it's plausible to you. It's as if it's plausible for you to say 40 wear. Ma'am, 40 is right in my face. <laughs> you still look your age or whatever, whatever that looks like. But it's just so silly to me. Like you're you're playing me for a fool. <laughs> you're still 40. Regardless of the wig you got glued on your head, regardless of the glue that's dripping down on the side of your face, on your sideburns, regardless of a filter being on the screen of your photo, you're still 40. And that's okay. Like, why are we shaming the age that we're turning? Look, if I ever get to that point, you guys, please cuss me the heck out. Because I feel like it's so sad that we're in this day and age in which, and this has been a thing for so long. I'm not trying to focus it on our current affairs. But I think now, because lace front wigs are so popular amongst common folks like us. Like when lace front wigs, because I don't think it's a new invention for hair, I think it was exclusively for celebrities and those of that upper echelon, not for us common folk, not for us who's just regular people who, you know, so for it to now be something that is easily accessible, I just find it to be so disturbing. I do. I find it to be so disturbing that the person next to me is wearing a whole lace front wig and you're talking about 40 wear. 40 is right in my face. Hello? You're 40. And it's okay. Like, that's a blessing to be 40. Embrace who you are. Child, it's just the funniest thing. Anyway, so I bring that up because that image of her that she posted as if she was trying to flex looked just like this that I'm showing you guys right now. The This lady, Mar Mariah Lynn's look right now. Looking at the the glue, the hairline, like this is not natural. It looks crazy. How does that look okay to some of y'all? Golly, I have a friend who she never wore wigs. She never wore wigs at all. Never wore lace front wigs. You know, there's wigs and there's lace front wigs. Lace front wigs are the ones where you will get your um your edges and the peripheral of your hair, your whole hairline glued on um, by the wig. How, I don't know. Anyway, that's how it is. That's what lace front is, okay? This is how you will look at all times. 
Now, maybe she had a poor installation. Maybe she had just a bad wig magic person do this on her. I don't It just looks horrible. Hey, let's continue. I want to get to the part that was super funny. I don't want a problem with it. Everyone tells me that you keep talking about me. I don't I don't want no problem with you. They all talk about you. No, bitch, that's the problem. Listen. I said three things. No, no, no. Who talking about? Who talking about? Who talking about? Who talking about? They all did. They, they all they all the girls they got. That's why I'm like, oh, you. Pussy asshole. You talking a whole lot of bullshit. Whatever they told you is the truth. And that's what I told okay, you. Right. Whatever they told you hey. is the truth. Yeah, they say your pussy okay. thing. Is that the truth? It's Sorry, what? They say your pussy stink. Is that the truth? First of all, how would they know? Is Mariah Lynn gay? Has she had any dealings with any of the women in the house for them to have this this judgment on her pussy? Like, yes, it does. Yes, it does. And so for to respond like, yes, it does. Yes, it do. mad that somebody said that your coochie stink. It looked like it stink. You look like you stink. My stink is still going to get eggs. Crazy. It's still going to get eggs. It's still going to... <laughs> oh, okay, that was all I wanted to show. Okay, that's the end of this episode. Y'all have a good one. It's like... <laughs> like what? Oh my gosh. Can we win? Women, can we win? Oh, your pussy's saying. She's talking about, no, it doesn't. She said, yes, it does. <laughs> Is everybody okay? Oh, okay. The color purple. Let's talk about it. The color purple. Now, it's hilarious to me how everyone who's talked about it we're surprised that it is a musical. When in the trailer, you see them breaking out into song every two minutes. Like, how is it surprising that's a musical? <laughs> what are we talking about? It literally said it. It shows it. It said it. Like, it's obvious that it's a musical. One thing about musicals, I feel like sometimes it's cool, but sometimes it's like, oh, what are we doing? Are we on Broadway? Anyway, The Color Purple, considering that it's such a, a heavy movie, like it's not a movie that you will watch, oh, let's just watch on this Friday night. <laughs> no, I'm not watching The Color Purple. I feel like the only time I'm watching The Color Purple is if I'm analyzing it for a class. If I am doing a literary analysis based on Alice Walker's book, The Color Purple, and then we watch the film to see how the adaptation flows, that's the only time I'm watching The Color Purple. But like, what, I'm not watching it. It has a date night. What are we doing? No, I'm not watching it. And, and maybe they thought, oh, because it's a musical now. <laughs> that people will be more attracted to watching it. Absolutely not. No, I don't want to watch it. So I wasn't trying to watch it anyway, and I haven't. I've seen the original. I think I read the book also. Maybe I've read parts of it, but I definitely know what the story's about. I know that nothing changed from what I'm learning. Nothing changed in it. But I guess some people never watched it, or some people didn't realize that it's the same story, but this time it's just a musical because Boozy decided to share out loud his disdain for the lesbian scene between Suge and Whoopi Go I know Color Purple from back then. So Whoopi Goldberg is the Fantasia character. So Boozy, he's known for 
being very public and open and vocal about his, I hate to use the word homophobic, but it is what it is. But anyway, he uses a lot of language around homophobia. <laughs> and in that scene, you see Suge and, so Taraji P. Henson's character with Fantasia's character, they have a moment in which they kiss. Um, if you remember the book, the book actually goes into detail and they tell you how not only do they kiss, but they actually make love. Okay, cool. So Boozy, I guess he didn't know about that. Maybe he forgot. Maybe he never watched the original. Maybe he never read the book. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but he was so upset by it. And he said that he watched a movie with his daughter, one of his daughters, because he has two, and walked out during that scene because he thought that was inappropriate. And they're trying to push this gay agenda onto him. Well, yeah, just onto people. And he's obviously taking it personal. Now, look, is there a gay agenda? Absolutely. Yes, there is. I mean, we don't. We don't have to be homophobic to say that. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a lot of agendas out here, but to deny that there is a gay, that there is not a gay agenda is, is tomfoolery. So that's one. Is this a gay agenda film? No, it's not. It's a part of the story that was already in the story from the beginning. It's not like, I feel like if it was never in the story, and it was just added on to it. You know how like the trans agenda was a thing for quite some time. If they suddenly added a trans character and some type of love story between a a transgest a transgester indeed. No, but between a transgender and a regular person, whatever, um, then that is an agenda. Then that was purposely put in place to, to ri rile up some type of response and controversy. That's something different. But being that this lesbian scene was already in the beginning, from the beginning of the movie, from the um, genesis of the movie, boozy. Like, cut it out, man. I feel like... He probably is getting paid. He's getting some type of sponsor to continue to say the same type of rhetoric of his feelings about, or his alleged feelings. I don't know if it's all the way true, but I don't really feel like he's being all the way honest with us. So I think he just does it for outrageous reactions. Cause you know, there's a currency in outrage. There's a currency in being a victim. There's a currency in being outraged. And those two are the top two currencies that we have in our time, especially on social media. If you're not showing outrage or if you're not showing how much you're a victim and you need support that is financial, like the brick lady, how she came on social media talking about she got hit with a brick. She never did anything to deserve that. And I didn't give the, his, this man my number. And that's why he hit me with the brick. That is all for us to rally with her and give her our money. Because how dare this make-believe man hit her with a brick? Because first she said it was a rock and I was a brick. And then come to find out it wasn't any of that. It was an allergic reaction, and she she wrung that towel to to figure out how can I make this into a victimhood and get some money, and which she did. She got forty thousand dollars for it. So I think I say all that to say there's currency in this. So I think Boozy is publicly showing his. This uh disapproval about homosexuality has a way for him to get some money. I don't think he's all that upset with it as he is letting on because his other daughter is actually a lesbian. Okay. 
and she's a masculine presenting lesbian. She's one of those. So it's like, what happened in your household? But I don't think he actually raised her. You know, you know, you know the story. <laughs> and so the color purple flopped. I say all this to say <clears throat> the color purple flopped. It started off strong. Uh, I guess strong as it could or considering the time because it came out on Christmas Day. So The Color Purple, a film adaptation of the stage musical, surpassed box office expectations with an 18 million domestic opening, the largest on Christmas Day in over a decade, before falling to 7 million gross on day two and 3.8 million by the third day. Now you may think, oh, well, it's not bad, right? It, it was, it started off as the largest on Christmas day in over a decade. People just be making shit up. No, it didn't. In over a decade, there was never, there was not another movie out that made just as much, if not more on Christmas day in over a decade. Yeah, yeah, right. For it to fall so drastically, the day, literally the next day, and then the third day, even more drastically, that means it was never high up in the earning as they're trying to let on. What are we talking about? For its first full weekend in theaters from December 29th to New Year's Eve, the movie grows 13 million across three days and saw a 74.1% earnings drop from its first Monday to January 1st. Okay. That is not great, ma'am, ma'am. That's not great. <laughs> and why is that? My theory is, I think the story in this day and age, first, I don't think this movie needed to be readapted. I don't think it needed to come back again in a musical. It just was silly. It was, it was silly. It was silly. There's no need for us to see Taraji break out into song. We know Fantasia could sing, don't get me wrong, and Hallie and Shore, yada, 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 yada. But I don't want to hear you break out into song after you were raped. Hello? I don't want to hear you into song after you had your first lesbian kiss. Hello? I don't want to, it just doesn't, it's not fitting to the tone of the movie. That's one. Well, that, that was two. And I just think the rollout of this movie was interesting and not in a good way. I say that because Taraji was very vocal, very honest, very straightforward about her condition as a black actress in Hollywood for 20 years now. She has not been getting the proper treatment, the proper pay as she should have. And, you know, I, initially I came on here talking about, okay, Taraji, boo-hoo, you're rich and you're still crying. Boo, like, ooh, like, girl, bye. But I came back on here and was like, maybe she has a point. Maybe she has a point. Uh, you know, when we are in different levels, we can only see from our own level sometimes, but there's different battles that you experience in every level that you're in. So I think her battle is absolutely valid. I think she is deserving of what she says she is or has been missing out on. So hopefully that could be situated in a way that works best. But ultimately, this movie sucked. It, it sucked. It sucked and it wasn't attracting to the audience. It's not a feel-good movie you will watch during the holidays. So maybe the timing was off too. Maybe they should have picked another weekend to do it, not on Christmas Day. 
I really think they thought, oh, because there's singing involved, people will people will flock. When au contraire, absolutely not. Au contraire. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, there's some conspiracy theories going around talking about how Taraji and Oprah are not in good standing. There's some tension between them. So this is all alleged, of course, but according to a lot of TikTok videos and uh, investigation that has been put together, it looks like it's true. It looks like there's some tension between Taraji and Oprah. You know, so uh, Taraji was also open about the treatment that she received and that the other ladies received, but she was the vote. She was the vocal point. She was the voice for them because she was the eldest. She was the one who had more uh, time in Hollywood than them. So people saw her as a big sis and she played as such. So I think with all of that being said, she probably put her foot in her mouth and Oprah wasn't too, too keen on that. Oprah was not having that. Like, why are you telling other people how we are doing things here on this set? <laughs> you know, so what? We don't feed you guys. So what? You have to rent your own car to get to point A to point B. So what? Huh? You, you're lucky to be here. <laughs> I think that is the underlying tone for this type of production and the people involved. And it's unfortunate, but when you are the whistleblower, when you are the one speaking out over maltreatment, you will get blackballed in some form or fashion. Look at Monique. And I think until Black Hollywood create their own Hollywood, not Tyler Perry. God. Look, yes, he's, he's doing great. He's open doors, but sh shout out to Christian keys. Though <laughs> so, there has to be a way to create your own without trying to beg from the the validation of these white producers and these white executives like why can't they come together black people the black people in hollywood why can't they come together and figure out their own hollywood and put money behind that collectively like what i just think we have to get to a point at some point in our time here on earth in this side of the world, you know, in this realm, we have to come to a point and be our own bosses. I just, I'm just tired of, of this. Um, they, 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 they didn't let me in the door. They didn't give me a seat at their table, create your own table, you know, create your own table so that you don't have to even worry or wonder why you weren't invited or why you didn't get paid enough. I don't know. Hopefully that could happen at some point soon. But let's move on. So let's get into this Gail King $4,000 situation. Ciao. Let's just talk about this. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to go ahead and play this clip and we're going to talk about it. Let's start again. I hate when, like, I'm going to see if I can find it on Twitter and then play it from there so I could easily skim. Is it this one? Not that one. Okay, so Gail King came forward on a podcast, the same podcast that I ever talked about that story of Simone Biles and her husband and how he's talking about how he's surprised. He is. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Y'all thought I would say something different. 
Y'all thought I would say something different? Okay, is it this one? Let's play this one. Okay, hold on. Oh, this is just how it starts. That's so weird. I hate when it starts like that. Oh, let's try this one. Okay, let's try this one. Okay, so let me go ahead and share the screen. Again, make, again, make sure you are following this on YouTube so you can watch along. Um, okay, so Gail King came forward and talked about how she gave a man who she was dating just two months, for just two months, and she gave him $4,000. He asked, for, uh, asked her for this amount, and she gave it to him. I mean, shout out to her. <laughs> I feel like if you're at a point in your life in which you could just quickly give someone that amount, then you're doing pretty well. If you did get scammed, because I think she did. I think she got scammed. Um, it didn't really hurt, right? May have hurt your ego just a little bit, but did it, did it, did it really hurt your pockets? I'm sure you got that back in tenfold. Just my opinion. But uh this is an interesting story i mean let's bring it back to me why not so years ago when i used to go on these dating apps i matched with a guy who was on the same app and like we were kiki on the app and over the phone before we finally met okay we meet in person where he, yo, even back then, I don't know what's something. I don't think I, I can get killed or something. <laughs> the first time we hung out, I his house, well, his apartment. You have no worth. You should, you should demand for him to take you out to Del Frisco's. Okay, at the time I didn't. Does that mean I didn't? No, at the time, I think at the time, I was just kind of seeing what was going on. Hello? Do you know, you, you, can you catch my drift? I was just kind of like out here, you know? So this whole, like, I'm just not into that whole, ooh, pop and circumstance. No, I just want to chill. That's just how I am. It has nothing to do with me lacking self-worth. Cut that shit. Moving forward. <laughs> just want to say that. Um. Okay, cool. So uh we hang out yada 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 literally as i'm leaving um he texts me and then he says or he asked me if he could borrow money oh i'm about to he asked if he could borrow money for for gas and i was like is that he asked if he could borrow money for gas. He asked if he could get, I think it was like $40 or whatnot. I don't know what it, yeah, about $40 for gas because he didn't have the money to, to, to get by. Uh, I blocked him. Yeah, I blocked him. I blocked him. Because I couldn't have given him the money. I think it was because it's the audacity for me. And I just was so turned off by it. Like, first of all, we didn't even go out. <laughs> the money that we saved or that you saved from not taking me out to eat, that was your gas money. Hello? That was your gas money. I actually saved you money. So what do you mean? Can I get some gas money? Huh? Child, this was years ago, like I said. And I bring this up to say, you know, we all have our moments when we're down and out. I'm not trying to shame him for that, but I think sometimes there's a time 
that's appropriate to ask someone new for money. I do feel like when you're in a relationship with someone, right, if you guys have already built this level of trust, of comfort, vulnerability, you should be able to comfortably discuss money. Like, it's totally fine if my man asks me for some money. Like, that's totally fine. Vice versa. Like, it's not, that's not a big deal now. But considering that man back then, it was the first day. Gail King, it was after two months. That's a little bit better. But the first day? Let's move on. Let's let's hear this. Look at your code. Look at your your friends with Oprah. You know, a guy looks at that and goes, I can't compete with that. But my thing, it's not a matter of competing. It's not, I'm not looking for somebody to compete. You want somebody who has a sense of humor, who's very secure, who's not well, intimidated by whatever all of this is that just sees you for you. You know, I went on a date and I was really excited, very uh, excited about it. We had gone out maybe two months and then he said he really needed to talk to me. That right there. That right there. Stop, stop it right there. Stop the track. Whenever someone starts off, I really, I really, I really need to talk to you. I really need to talk to you. Like, they increase that level of anxiety. You're feeling stressed immediately. It's urgent. I need it right now. Hmm. Scam. It's giving scam. It's giving you played me. It's giving I fell, I fell for it. But hey, I'm Gail King. I can make this $4,000 right now. I can make that tenfold. So that's what it's giving because I've watched too many Tinder swindler um, dateline 2020 to not know a scam when I see one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that is so obvious. Why are you increasing this level of anxiety in me? Because the purpose is to manipulate my feelings. The purpose is to make me believe this is a dire need and it needs to be done right here, right now. I can't wait another day. Excuse me. I can't wait another day. I need, I need the money right now. I need, no, I can't wait until next Friday. I can't wait until the 15th. <laughs> Shout out to the 15th, the last of the month. Don't you I love and hate those days just because... You know, it's payday, but then it's like, oh, wait, the money is immediately gone. <laughs> I gotta pay this bill right at that time. God. But, you know, so that's the point. Like, there's manipulation in that. How can I make you feel so worried and stressed about this? Oh, let me tell you, I need to talk to you right now. I need to talk to you right now. Why, why right now? Why? What if what if Gail was to say, actually, I'm really I'm really tied up right now. I'm really busy right now. Let me call you back in about a day. <laughs> you know, let me call you back later. That intensity suddenly would have been figured out. You know, so, so so sometimes we get so caught up in the emotion of it that we don't realize the scam. We don't realize the scam. Gail, you have been scammed. Okay, let's continue. So she's being scammed. He tells her this. She says this. Uh, you want to have a private conversation? Okay, sure. What is it? Do you think you could lend me $4,000? I say? You said what? You said what? $4,000? $4, I'm like, oh, God. And so I feel like her instant her instant response should have been enough for her to say, no, I don't feel too comfortable giving you that money at this stage in our relationship. Um, but I wish you the best. I don't know. I don't know. But like she could have led with that, you know? Uh, 
He jumped out with 4,000 out the gate. Good. I know. It's so he funny. didn't test oh, the water. You, you know what Oprah said? Oprah said, God, I would have felt better if he had said $40,000. <laughs> you just went in your purse. That's how you know she's rich. $4,000, like it's not a big deal. Like, no, to the everyday person, $4,000 is a lot of money. But to them, of course, they're of that upper echelon. That's $4. Four dollars, okay? That's what it is to them. Here you go. Here you go. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't carry cash. Yet, but... He just asked you to cash app him, no? Huh? You just could have cashed app him, no? I know, guys. I don't think she could have though, because isn't there a cap to how much you could cash app? Actually, you know, I think the cap is ten thousand. I think, but anyway. Guys, but I was so crushed because here's somebody who was making, you know, six figures, successful, and when I said, you know. Could I ask what it's for? He said, yeah. Now, that's another thing. He was making six figures. Huh? He was making six figures? How? Gail, what, what was he doing? Gail, he was, mix he was making what? Six figures of what? Six figures of lies, of scamming, of Tinder swindling? Six figures of what? No, he was not. That's another lie. How you make it? I'm not saying as soon as you're making six figures, you have instant access to any some amount of money. No, but I think at the very least, you could have arranged a payment plan to meet that amount that you're asking for so that you wouldn't have to ask a Gail King. So he wasn't making six figures. He wasn't. He didn't have a successful job. Or he does, which is scamming you. Gail, you got scammed. You got scammed. You got scammed. And I feel so sorry that she's not even aware of that. And I don't know if they got into that realization later on. It was for uh, well, we'll see. A, a child support issue and to pay uh, a payment on some furniture. I know because, oh God, this is just getting worse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now look, I know a lot of men get a bad rap when it comes to child support, when it comes to any dealings with an ex-woman of theirs and the child that they have together. So, okay, maybe the child support situation may be a legitimate excuse. But for him to mention furniture also being a reason, it's like, oh my God, it's so awkward. And I said, okay. And he said, you know, this was Sunday. And he said, I promise I'll pay you back by Thursday. I promise I'll pay you. Boom. That right there. That right there. I promise I'll pay you back by Thursday. So let's say he asked for the money on Monday. And now he's saying he could pay her back on that coming Thursday. What does that tell you? In the comments, leave your response. What does that tell you? That he had the money all along, that he was scamming her to get more money. Cut it out. If you're, how are you able to pay me back instantly, but you're not able to pay that amount on your own? How, like, that doesn't make sense. How can you pay? <laughs> what? So, what money are you using to pay me back with? Why can't you use that same amount to pay towards or in full? the amount that you're requesting from me that doesn't make sense to me like was there a red flag an alarm a beeping sound alert alert coming on her head that's a clear giveaway i'll pay you back let's talk about this scamming nigga who i used to talk to years ago back in boston child i guess I've been talking about these stories in so long. I just feel so far removed. But, you know, when it 
when it applies, you gotta let it, let it fester, let it fly, whatever. So he's from Chicago, actually. <laughs> no, uh, so he he is from Chicago. Well, yeah, whatever. We met on the streets, okay? Maybe that's a sign too. Um, but anyway, we connected, whatever. I thought he was super funny. And at the time, I was so caught up in like, oh, the sign. We because we actually met twice. And I didn't think he was gonna remember me, but we like connected it again. So I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, the angels have something to do with us reconnecting. You know, I was just all into that dumbass shit. Uh anyway. I don't think he actually remembered me. I think he just kind of went along with the flow after I told him, hey, you don't remember that we met already? <laughs> he brought it up. And I think he just played along because, you know, niggas go nigg, right? Anyway, uh, we he told me he worked his own business and he had an office space that he rented out at a building somewhere in Boston downtown. I'm in his car at this time. And in his car, you see a whole setup. Like there's, you know how in a police car, there's a setup where the the iPad or the computer is like set on the the console and every like there's a whole department, there's a department head, there's a <laughs> Is the bathroom nearby? Do I take a left? It was just so weird. I was in his car, but I felt like I was in his office space. So when he told me he had an office space in downtown, I'm like, but what is this? What is this? Anyway, so needless to say, he ended up asking me for money like a day later, talking about... He needs the money in order to maintain his office space. <laughs> what? And I was super young. I think I was like fresh out of uh, college, not high school. I was fresh out of undergrad. And I was just like, oh, hmm, okay, I like him. Oh, maybe, okay, I could do it. You know, I was like, in, I instantly said yes. Um, at the time, me and my cousins and my sister, we all was in a group chat together and I was telling them about him and they were like, girl, no, he's a scammer. Like immediately my bubble was popped. I'm like, have I been scammed or am I, am I about to be scammed? So as soon, so I texted him because as soon as my cousins made me realize and my sister made me realize yeah, this guy is a little red flagish. He's a little red flagish. First of all, what does he do? I couldn't even give them a straight answer because I didn't really understand what it was. I just knew that he had an office space that he said he had, even though his car was an office space. His front seat is the office space. Okay. And then he's talking about, oh, <clears throat> he's talking about, oh, he needs money to maintain his office space, <laughs> which I don't think that was the case. I think he just needed money to help pay his rent. Cause when I went over his house, he was living with a roommate and they both look sketchy. Child, I don't know why I did this. I Praise God. I never was in a situation where I was violated, put in a corner. Like, I don't know. How <laughs> When I think back to all of my experiences in close quarters with men, it was because I foolishly thought it was okay and safe enough to go to this stranger danger man's house for the first time of meeting him, not expecting anything crazy to happen. Like, oh my gosh, that's horrible. Thank God nothing happened to me. Like, I'm just thinking about it. Thank God. Ooh, I'm just thinking about that. That sounds so scary. But anyway, please don't do as I did. Do as I say. I'm here to clear you up, you know, lead you the right path. 
Okay, so yeah, went over his house. He just it just looked like a struggle every time, not every time, but that one time. I think I only went there twice actually. And it just looked sketchy. It looked off. It looked unfurnished. Just unkept, you know? So this whole like $500. Yeah, so anyway, he won $500. I said yes initially until I spoke to my cousins. And they made me realize this nigga's a scammer. Leave and run now. So I did as they told. And uh, I texted him. And I was like, hey, you know, I just don't feel too comfortable lending you this amount of money this early on. I just feel like it's too early in our relationship, you know, for, for me to do that. So hold on, let's pause there. Another scam. So we went on a date. <clears throat> our first date, uh, we went to this, this like nice spot. I mean, it was cute. It was a seafood spot in Dedham. I remember. Yeah. In Dedham. And it's a, it's a city in Boston, like a smaller city in Boston. Anyway, those who know, know. So we went to like, this, it was like a Dedham Plaza area. I'm like literally remembering it right now. Oh my gosh, such a long time ago. Oh, what memories I have. So we go there. We're seated. It's a nice establishment. I'm looking cute. He's looking all right. He's fine. We're eating the food. He's laughing a lot. Now, look, I do think I'm funny. I do. I do. I do. I think I can go up there, right? I, I, you know, but I don't think I'm that funny. <laughs> I don't think every word I say should be received with a hysterical laugh. I find that to be a little off. Like, what are you laughing about? What just happened? He was laughing at everything I said. Everything I said, he laughed. Like, so funny. He would rub my hand down, super affectionate. And I was attracted to him. So I was like, okay, this is cute. Oh my gosh. Like, he likes me too. And he's into me too. Like, again, I was super young then. So I was just so into it. I was so into it. Um, he then pulls out money to pay for our meal, right? He pulls out the money is a wad of cash from his sock. The sock that he's wearing, he pulls out the wad of cash and pays the bill. He didn't pull out a wallet. He didn't have like a, no, he pulled out money from his sock. That's a red flag. Are you scamming for a living? Are you drug dealing? Like what's going on? Like it just all came off very illegitimate, very suspicious, very alerting. Anyway, so I texted him talking about, you know, I don't really, I'm very diplomatic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I said, you know, I, I don't think I feel too comfortable lending you this amount of money this earlier on, this early on in our relationship. He instantly had an attitude. He instantly started cussing at me via text. Very childish. He said, let me tell you what he said to me. Let me tell you what he, this nigga said to me. I'm actually going to play what he said to me. Yep, I'm going to play what he said to me. Let's go ahead. <laughs> That's what he said. Do I, do I need to play it again? Do I need to play it again? That's what this nigga said to me. I mean, look, I can laugh about it now because that's just funny. It's funny. Now, did my pussy stink at the time? I don't know. <laughs> Still ate me out. The fuck? 
But the one, I think at the time I was kind of dealing with like yeast infection. So maybe it did. I mean, I'll be honest, whatever. So what? So what? I'm a woman. The fuck we go through moments. <laughs> but the point is, it's not about my pussy stinking. It's all about that. It's about your reaction to me saying to you very politely, hey, I don't feel too comfortable lo- loaning, loaning you this amount of money. And your response is that? <laughs> it just, that was enough. Again, I was immediately popped from my delusional bubble that I was living in. And that was the relationship. That was it. It, it. it ended as soon as it began. So praise God. I mean, praise God it ended. Uh, shout out to Gail King. <laughs> because, yes, I feel like him saying, oh, $4,000, I could pay you back in three days. That would have been enough for me to feel like, yeah, this doesn't sound right. Thursday, okay. But I wrote it. I wrote it because I thought it had it had to be very difficult for him to ask me. And so I wrote it and I just And that's very kind. Honestly, that's very kind of her. I know she got scammed and maybe she's realizing this now. I don't know how soon or how long ago this was. <laughs> I don't know, but it, at her big ass age, I hope she didn't get scammed. I mean, no shame. It, it, getting scammed is not exclusive to a particular age but i mean come on ma'am come on figured that would be that that would be that and he did pay me back on thursday but i didn't feel the same i, I didn't yeah. feel the same and there we have it you don't feel the same after you pay a man four thousand dollars when he said oh i could give it back to you in three days so that means you have the money that's what that means that means you have the or that means you have a pyramid scheme that means you have another woman who you ask for money and you use her money to pay back gail while you pocketed the money that you got from gail there was some type of scamming going on so there we have it you've been scammed Anyway, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Make sure you are subscribed. You tell a friend to tell a friend. You leave a positive review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube. And I will check in with you all next time. Peace.